The following sermon is by Dan Thomas, pastor and teacher at Community Church in Edwardsburg, Michigan. If you've never visited us at Community Church, we invite you to join us at 28647 US 12 West in Edwardsburg. And now, here is Pastor Dan Thomas. And we are going to talk. Oh, wait, I got excited there. We are going to talk today about presence. Now, I probably should confess right away because I think my kids have decided this about my wife and I. You know, different families have different cultures as far as how big you do the presents at Christmas. You know, some of you are like, you know, well, we, let, we don't like it to become too commercialized, so we don't really have presents or we have very few and we very focus on that. And that, I applaud that. That is very spiritual. However, that hasn't been my wife and I. We're kind of big into presents. But both of our kids, I think, are getting like, they think we're too materialistic. Either that, they just don't want to give us anything. There's something going on there. Uh, but uh, so sometimes maybe Pastor Dan gets a little bit too excited about gifts. I wanted to tell you that ahead of time because today we're going to talk all about gifts, actually. But we are going to talk about, are you ready? We are going to talk about that, those gifts of that first Christmas. Uh, and I'm going to ask for some help in a minute here, but you, you might remember from the story we're reading here in Matthew, and as uh, Jim pointed out, uh, Matthew has one account of the Christmas story, and then Luke has the one that maybe we're more familiar with. But it says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going to the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Would you uh, visualize something here for a second? I have no trouble when I think of Christmas time, when I think about a baby in a manger, thinking about coming in and bowing down. But some of you might be familiar with this. There are some, we'll say, things about our nativity scenes that aren't exactly correct. Um, back in the Middle Ages, a guy named Francis of Assisi developed the nativity scene because he wanted everybody to see how humble the beginnings of Jesus were. But he didn't get like the scriptural details down completely. In fact, probably... Uh, Jesus was not born in a wooden-type manger that we see, but more he was laid in a cave, more of a cave, and the trough would have been stone. The other thing that uh, we get kind of interesting is the wise men. Uh, when you study the story of Scripture, I don't think they were there at the manger scene. Now, we have a little nativity scene here, and um, I think we must have got it at Big Lots because it only has two wise men. Uh, I don't, I don't, unless some fell off here, and I don't know. But, uh, you know, we always think of the three wise men because of the three gifts that they brought. Truth is, we do not know, ma how, know how many were there. There could have been dozens. But would you visualize for a second that they came and worshipped not an infant, but by the time they got there, a toddler? Now, I don't know about you. I was just thinking about this. I'm watching Naomi there for a second. Uh, I was just thinking about that. I mean, you could see the whole idea of this manger scene and, you know, people bowing down in front of a baby and worshiping in that way, knowing this is the king of kings. But a toddler? <laughs> I, uh, you know, it, it kind of takes on a little bit new meaning there. But, uh, but they came with their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And what I want to do is focus a little bit on those gifts today because they had incredible practical significance. They are great gifts to bring this family. But they also have incredible spiritual significance. And we're going to take a look at that. But I need a little bit of help. I, I need, first of all, I need a young man who would not mind getting a Christmas present for me this morning. Do I have a volunteer anywhere? You, sir? Yes, sir. First hand up. Come on up. You got to come up. You do get a present, though. 
You do get a present. Now, I don't want you to open it yet. Let me make sure I'm giving you the right one. Oh, yeah, I am. Okay. I need you to sit right there, okay? You got the first of the Christmas gifts. All right, good. We already made your mom stand up all through the church service uh, by herself, so uh, this is embarrassment day for you. Uh, okay, now I need a young lady who wouldn't mind getting a present. Okay, I saw that hand first. I saw that hand second. I actually need two, so can I have you and... Yes. You're good. Okay, so let's see. Seat number two. Man, that's quite a Christmas dress. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It's quite a Christmas dress. Uh, and you, ma'am, you get this one right now. Don't open it. Did you look? Okay. All right. Uh, because we're going to go through and talk about these, uh, the significance of these three uh, different gifts here. Uh, the first gift. Go ahead, sir. You may, you may open that up. Okay, I don't know if you can kind of hold up what you got. Hold, hold that up for a second. <laughs> you stay there. Hold that up for a second. What do, what do you got? Okay, just that. Yeah. I gave him a brick. Uh, it is, believe it or not, it is not real gold. But we're representing here this real gold. Now, I also threw a Dairy Queen card in so he wouldn't complain when he left. I went up there to get a gift. All I got was a brick from the pastor. Uh, but, now I need you to remember a word for me. I'm going to ask you to say in a minute, okay? Because when you think about gold, the significance of that is this was uh, the element that you think of when you thought of kings, when you thought of royalty. So we are going to talk a little bit about that aspect that this gives us a picture of our king of kings. So your word is king. I'm going to, I might ask you to say it a few times, okay? Ready? Practice. First word, uh, the gold gives us a picture of Jesus as king. Did you hear him? Close enough. He said king. Trust me. Okay, now quick, quickly for the rest of you, just, uh, I just want to test your knowledge of kings. Who's that? Simba or Mufasa, I think it's actually Mufasa is who I Googled, but I don't know how you're supposed to know the difference. But Mufasa is a little bit more fun to say. Uh, now, how about this guy? Anybody else incredibly creeped out by that guy? The, the new Colonel Sanders rivals him for creepiness, but, uh, but I, I never, no wonder nobody goes to that restaurant. But anyway, uh, next up is uh, the talk show king host, Larry King. How about this guy? He's called the King of Rock. There's Elvis. How about, so I had to throw him in there too, the King of Pop, uh, like that. Okay, how about this one? Anybody know who that is? Stephen King. Somebody in here is creepy. Uh, yes, uh, the, the fact that you would recognize that is just kind of scary there, but he writes the little creepy not. By the way, he's a graduate of uh, Wheaton Bible, if anybody cares. I don't know. I'll tell you that. Somehow something went terribly wrong there. But, uh, uh, but And then probably our most controversial king. Yes, <laughs> you can cheer or you can boo, whatever you want to do for LeBron, uh, calls himself the King James. But what the course, the king that we're focusing on, uh, Paul wrote about in First Timothy, and he said, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. Okay, I want you to remember that phrase, at the proper time, Jesus is going to uh, set himself up there, and he who is blessed and the only sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light. I love that phrase. Whom no one else has seen or can see. To him he is honor and glory and eternal dominion. That indeed he is the king of kings. Now, real fast before we leave this, what's our first thing we we'll remember about Jesus? He is the king. Very good. I heard that quite clearly, uh, that he is the king. But I want you to think about, and we mentioned this last week, the expectations of a king. We sing a lot of different songs around Christmas time about who would imagine that a king would come in this way because 
everything about the way Jesus came and everything about the way Jesus lived and everything about the way that Jesus died went against the expectations that people would have for a king. And we better be glad they did. Because had he fulfilled all those expectations, had he been exactly what everyone looked for as far as the king goes, you and I would not have a Savior who laid down his life and made it so that we can know Christ. Uh, so this is no re- restored to God. So I am very thankful that he did not come as the typical king. He came as a king that you would have never drawn up the script for. He came in true royalty and true glory, and he laid down that and laid down his life so that we could be made right with him. Jesus is our true King of Kings. I love it. Second gift. Time to open. You ready? Okay. <gasps> Surprise! Okay, you have... Okay, hold that up for a second. And she did get a Dairy Queen card, too, just so you know. Uh, but uh, this is... This, I, you know, I was kind of thinking, how can I get... I didn't really get frankincense. I talked to my essential oils guy. Okay, I don't actually have an essential oils guy, but, uh, but if I ever get one, I'll talk to him. And uh, I, I looked this up. It really does, does have some incredible, like, medicinal purposes. I would read them for you, but I would embarrass myself <laughs> because a lot of the words I can't pronounce. Uh, but frankincense really does still have a lot of, but the significance of it spiritually was that the frankincense was something that would be used in these uh, ceremonies that were performed by the high priest. Okay, so your word was what? Jesus is our, your word is Jesus is our priest. You want to say high priest or priest? Say high priest, okay? You can handle two words? Okay, I'll get you another gift card. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay, so Jesus is our, and Jesus is our, he is our high priest. Okay, let me show you something from the book of Hebrews. Uh, The Bible says that every high priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly, don't forget that, in the ceremonies that they had, they over and over again, they offered repeatedly the same sacrifices. Don't miss that next phrase, which can never take away the sins. They went through the ceremonies to give us a beautiful picture of Jesus being the sacrifice, but don't miss that phrase. The the ceremonies never took away sins. The blood of the animals that they sacrificed never took away sins, but... When Christ had offered for all a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Jesus is the high priest. If you read through the book of Hebrews, especially in chapters like 9, 10, and 11, uh, you see this so clearly how he is the perfect high priest. You see what the priest was. Back in the Old Testament, the prophet spoke from God to man. But the priest was the one who went from man to God, who made a way to him. He was the one who entered into the Holy Holies once a year and sprinkled the blood on the altar and everything like that. He was, a, he was that pathway of man to get to God. Come on, folks. That's who Jesus is. He is our pathway. So when I pray, when you pray, you don't need a priest. You don't need a pastor. You have the priest. You have Jesus Christ. Okay, and he has made that way, and he has made that right to him. So we're celebrating. When we talk about the gold, it is the gift of king. That's right. And when we talk about the frankincense, that would be used by the. But we got a third gift, don't we? So let us open up that third gift. And she has. Well, you might got the grand prize. Look at that. Ain't that cute? Uh, we got, uh, we have the myrrh that we'll talk about here. And again, incredible. Is there a gift card in there too? Okay, you got to give to her because she has two words. No, I'm just kidding. You don't. Um, but uh, we have, I want us to remember the king. I want us to remember the high priest. And I want us to remember the lamb.
Okay, the myrrh was uh, used again for multiple different things, but one of the things it was used for is anointing the body for burial. And we remember that we have a sacrificial servant. We have the Lamb of God who laid down his life for us and said, hey, this is, this is absolutely the only way that man can be made right is that the price for sin be paid. So he came and he laid down his life let us read a little bit about it. I think we may have even read these verses last week. But in Isaiah, the Bible tells us that all we like sheep had gone astray. Have you ever seen, I, I actually remember this Christmas time. One year we met our parents in Branson, Missouri. And I remember we went to an animal show. And we watched the trained animals. It was actually terrible. I felt so bad for those little dogs who had to walk around on their back legs the whole time. But uh, do you know an animal is not an animal show? Sheep. Have you ever seen a trained sheep? You know, sheep, sit. I have to be careful what I say there, don't I? Uh, but, uh, you know, sit, behave, you know, do what, do what I say. They, remember the Christmas when Pastor cussed? Uh, but, uh, the, but, you know, honestly, the, uh, y- you don't train the sheep. They're stupid, okay? And we are compared to that wandering in need of a shepherd. And he is compared uh, though we are compared to those that have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way. We don't know what we're doing. But here's what happened. He is that lamb that had the iniquity of us all laid on him. What, would, you, would you just in your heart celebrate with me for a second? Would you take a minute and celebrate what the gold represents? Because Jesus is your... Hey, he's getting better. Uh, And would you celebrate with me for a second that Jesus, uh, the frankincense can represent that Jesus is our? It's getting good. Uh, They don't even need a microphone. And the third thing is that Jesus is the who has laid down his life for us. Isn't that incredible? Hey, let's do this. Let's praise him. Let's praise him on on this Christmas Uh, morning as we celebrate and as we look to him because only through him going away uh, uh, taking a path that we would have never predicted him taking was our salvation made possible and we rejoice and we celebrate that in him you guys did a great job you can take your gifts and your boxes and give them a hand they did they did a good job You've been listening to Pastor Dan Thomas of Community Church in Edwardsburg. For more information about the church, you can visit our website, edwardsburg.church. You may also contact the church via email, info at edwardsburg.church, or call us at 269-663-2648. Thank you for listening.